following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. And um, I am I'm ecstatic to be here. I'm blessed to be here. And, um, and I'm grateful for these moments that we have together. I'm grateful for, uh, for your pastor, um, just an amazing man of faith. And uh, I'm so grateful for Pastor Rex Johnson. I'm so grateful for Patty. And I'm grateful for their life, their legacy, all that they have done so far and all that God has for them to do. And uh, you know you're spoiled, right, that you have such amazing pastors. Do you know that? I said, do you know that? I think we should show honor and appreciation to Pastor Rex and Patty. Love you all so much. And um, grateful, grateful for this opportunity. And uh, turning your Bibles to the book of Numbers. While you're turning there, uh, always so great to see Brad and Cassidy and just so blessed by them. Got to have lunch today. Went to Torchy's. Amen. He said, you can eat anywhere in the city you want. I said, I want Torchy's. And I got it tra- tra- trailer trash or something. Trashy. I got it trashy. I was born in a trailer park. So I said, that's the taco for me. I was, that's a real story. And so that's what I had. You are what you eat. Amen. And so... Or you eat what you are. Anyway, and uh, blessed to be here. I, I do want to say we planted City Light Church now three years ago. Just celebrate our three-year anniversary and celebrating now we've crossed over the 4,000 salvation mark. And to God be the glory for that. Um, just on Sunday, we saw 55 people come to Christ. And on Sunday, we water baptized 56 people. And uh, so I'm grateful for what God's doing. And you're a part of that. Every tither in the house, every offering giver, you sowed into our work. And while you were building this, you were also sowing into Las Vegas. And, um, and so all those people who got saved, they're going to meet you in heaven one day. And thank you for your generosity. And uh, by the way, this is, this is amazing. This is beautiful, huh? Y'all just look around and just go, wow, this is like better than Disneyland. This is like, this is amazing. And uh, I'm just blown away. I got the little bit of a tour today. Can't wait to, to see more of it. And, um, okay, Numbers 13, I, I am also honored. Pastor Rex is going to come preach for us this summer. And I can't wait for our church to hear him. I think uh, we might steal him. So Brad and Philip and all y'all guys going to need to preach for a while because I think we might keep them for an extended stay. Numbers 13.30, I'm then going to go to Joshua chapter 14. Numbers 13.30 says, Then Caleb quieted the people around uh, before Moses, and he said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Everybody say, I am well able. Hallelujah. Now, this is Joshua 14. We're now fast-forwarding 45 years from the moment Caleb just said that. Caleb was 40 when he said it. He's now 85 years old, and he says this. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to spout the land. And I brought back the word to him as it was in my heart. This is a Key moment for the scripture today, as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren, 
who went up uh, with me made the heart of the people melt. Notice this again, the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive and he has said, um, and he said these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am on this day, 85 years old. And yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave him and gave Hebron to Caleb. Gave Hebron to Caleb. Caleb said, give me this mountain. And I just came tonight to Austin, Texas, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Praise God. It feels good to be in America. Jesus, pray for us. Everywhere else, us is everyone outside of Texas, but y'all are blessed. But I just came to Texas tonight to preach that. I want to build your faith tonight that God has something great for you. And I, I want to... I want to provoke your faith in Jesus' name. Let me preach from that subject. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Father, I pray that you anoint me now to declare this word in your presence by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray not one life would walk out of this place saying I didn't get anything. I pray that every person would be impacted by your word, by the power of your word. And in the power of the name of Jesus, we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen and amen. Thank you, brother. I want to give you three points tonight, but they don't, they don't feel like points to me. They, they feel like prophetic words. And so I'm going to give them to you tonight. And I believe they're just going to stir some faith in your heart to believe God for what he has for you, what he has for your family, and what he has for your future. And so here's my first point. Here's my... Here's my first encouragement. Here's my first prophetic word that I want to stir you with, and it's this. You are still strong. You are still strong. Look what he said in verse 11. Yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength. I am as strong this day. As I was then. You, you got to understand that Caleb is 85 years old. You got to understand that Caleb got a word at 40 years old. You got to understand that at 40 years old, Caleb has been believing God. He was ready to go to war. He was ready to take territory. He was ready to enter into the promised land. But because of the lack of faith of the other spies, he was not able to get in. So here he is at 85 years old, and he says, But I'm just as strong now as. 
as I was then. I'm just as able now as I, I said I was well able 45 years ago, and I'm just as well able now. How can an 85-year-old man say he's as strong as he was when he was 40? Here's why. Because he knew that his strength did not come from himself. He knew that his strength did not come from his age. He knew that his strength did not come from what he could do, but he knew that his strength came from the promise of God. God said, that's your mountain. And so he knew that he was just as able because his strength wasn't in him. His strength was in the promise of, I'm sorry, I'm already preaching. I've been up here for one minute. Chill. Can I tell you why you are still well able? Can I tell you why you can still inherit the promises of God? Can I tell you why you can still walk in all that God has for you? It does not have to do with your mistakes. It does not have to do with your talent. It does not have to do with 2020. It does not have to do with COVID-19. It has everything to do with the promise of God over your life. And if God said it, it can happen. And it can happen to you. And I believe it can happen this year in Jesus' name. I'm still strong. I'm still well able. He had been wandering in the wilderness for 45 years. Not because of his lack of faith, but because of the lack of faith of the other spies. He had been in a holding pattern. Stuck. Not because an area of his life needed to change, but because of circumstances outside of his control. And if that has not been us in this year, many of you are going, what did I do wrong? Nothing. It's just life is big right now. Life is crazy right now. I don't feel like I've been moving. That's okay. I feel like I've been wandering. That's all right. I feel like, man, I feel like I lost a year. Caleb felt like he lost 45. So we doing all right. <laughs> and, and sometimes when life isn't working out, we want to look within and try to figure out what we did wrong. And many times it's nothing that you did. It's just life is life. So Caleb was able to trust God. Caleb was able to wander through the wilderness with faith in his heart, knowing that God gave him a promise. Therefore, he could say 45 years later, the circling did not break me. The wandering did not confuse me and the waiting did not kill me. I am as strong now as I was then. And I even want to submit to some of y'all in the room that you might even be stronger now. Because Romans 8.37 says that we are more than conquerors. This word more than conquerors in the Greek language is one Greek word. And it literally means to be stronger at the end of a thing than at the beginning of a thing. Think about it. You're stronger at the end of the race than at the beginning. That, that wouldn't be true for most. Even if you won the race and you were tired, then you were a conqueror, but not more than a conqueror. If you fought, but you were exhausted and you won, you might have been a conqueror, but you're not more than a conqueror. But the Apostle Paul says that by the power of the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, that on the other side of the race, you're stronger. On the other side of the fight, you're stronger. On the other side of the storm, you're stronger. So I've been pressed, but I'm not crushed. I've been persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I've gone through hell, but I refuse to allow hell to get on the inside of me. 
I'm more than a conqueror. I didn't like 2020. I didn't like what I went through. I didn't like what I had to see. I didn't like what I had to experience. But in the midst of it, God did something. And I'm stronger for it. I didn't like it. I don't, I don't know if there were many days in the last year that I thought, wow, this, this is great. Just loving life. But, but I know I love people more than I loved people a year ago. And I know I love Jesus more than I loved Jesus a year ago. And I know I carry more weight in the spirit now than I did a year ago. Why? Because, because I'm, I'm just as strong as I was, and even stronger. And I want to talk to people that you've gone through it. We're not making light of it. We're not in denial about it. I'm just telling you that if you can trust God today, and if you can lift your perspective, and if you can get your eyes back on the promise of God, you will see that you are as strong today as you were before all of this craziness broke out. You're stronger than the day before this all happened. I submit that your endurance has been growing. Your patience has been growing. Somebody say, help me, Lord. <laughs> your holiness has been growing. You are still strong. You still got a fight in you. You still have a land to possess. You still have a business to start. You still have a family to raise. You still have a marriage that, can, that God can do a miracle in. Come on. This is not the end of your life. God did not fall off the throne in 2020. There is still a promise for you. You are still strong. And if you didn't feel it, I want you to feel it right now. You still got faith. That's why you're here. That's why you're watching. That's why you're a part of this service because something in you is still believing. God, you're still strong. This is not your end. This is not my end. This is not our end. This is not how the story ends for us. You are still strong. Can I get a big loud Texas amen before I say anything else? You're, you're still strong. Number two, your words still matter. Your words still matter. Look what, he, look what he tells him. This is verse seven. He said, I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. I brought back word as it was in my heart. He's, he's, he's not talking about this organ here. He's talking about your heart, the place where your spirit and soul intersect. He's talking about the very core, the depth, the, the real you, your heart. What God told us in Proverbs 4 to guard our heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. I want you to notice what he is doing here. I want you to notice what Caleb is doing here. He's saying, I didn't come back with the word with these eyes. I didn't come back telling you what I saw. That's what the 10 spies did. There's land and the land eats people. That's what they said. The dirt eats people. There's giants. There's big walls and big warriors and they're ready for us and they're ready to kill us and they're ready to tear us up. That's what they saw with their eyes. Caleb, Caleb said, I didn't come back with a report from these, because these will lie to you. 
the, the objects that you see seem bigger than they really are. And, and, and life seems, and, and, and so they come back talking about man eating dirt. And Caleb comes back saying, we're well able, let's go right now. Stop thinking about it. Turn, turn up, let's go. We got to go right now. Why? Because he knew that if he let himself think too much about it or look too long at it, it would have stolen his faith. So he said, we just, we need to go. We, we got to start. We got to build this building. We got to move in. We got to reach more people. Stop, stop looking here. What's going to happen with it? Oh my God. What? Listen, your eyes are lying to you. That's why you have to be careful what you look at. And I'm not just talking about bad stuff. I'm talking about the news. Maybe that's the worst thing. Can I tell you, I don't, I don't care if you're, a, if, if you're a Fox person or a CNN person or anyone in between or on the left or right of either of those. You can watch the news for two minutes and you know all that you need to know. After the first two minutes, they just start regurgitating. And Anderson says it, and then Tucker says it, and then Hannity says it, and then Don says it, and they just keep saying the same thing all day. You learned it in two minutes, but now for four hours a day, oh my God, what's going to happen today? What's happening at the border? What's happening? I got to wear another mask now. I got to I gotta do this now. I got to do that now. Oh, there's a new train from South Africa. I didn't even mean to tell that. Stop it! Caleb said, I didn't come back with the report from these. I feel the anointing of God. I came back with the word that was in my heart that we're well able because I see the giants, but I know God is bigger. You got to see life, man, from a different place, not from your eyes, but from your heart because your eyes are lying to you. And your eyes are telling you that you, it will never happen. <laughs> so when he says, I spoke from my heart, what he's saying is, I didn't come back speaking from the natural place. I came back from a place of faith. This is, this is what the Apostle Paul said when he said, I, I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. I pray that the eyes of your heart. I, I, I'm praying for you, Ephesian church, that you would stop looking at life through these. And I'm praying that you would start looking from a place of spiritual maturity and depth. This is why he would say we walk by faith and not by sight. Because, because if you live by sight, you'll never be able to operate in faith. So I have to come from my heart. And Caleb had a specific desire, a specific dream, a, a specific promise from God. And though his circumstances had changed, the promise did not change. And I want to tell you, I don't know if there is a soul in the room whose circumstances did not change in the last year. In some way or another, we've all experienced change, but the promise has not changed. From the time Caleb got the promise to the time he walked in it, there was 45 years of change. But one thing did not change. The promise of God did not change. So he went back and he went, I, I know what I saw in my heart. I spoke what was in my heart, not what I saw with my eyes. So while the 10 spies are talking about big giants and big walls, 
and man eating dirt. Caleb said, we could do this. Because he saw it differently. <laughs> and maybe you feel delayed. Maybe you feel like you've been wandering for 45 years. I understand that delays can feel depressing. I understand that they can feel like denial. I understand that delays can make, they can make you question everything. <laughs> and we cannot always determine the length of the delay. Can't always determine that. <laughs> but I can determine what happens in me in the delay. And while we're praying to God to make it go by faster, God wants to do something in you. The reason that Caleb was still strong after 45 years is because he stopped obsessing over a time period and he allowed the Spirit of God to do whatever the Spirit of God wanted to do in his life. And your prayers and your whining and your complaining will probably not speed up God's answer. But a willing heart that says, okay, God, what, whatever you're doing in all of this or not doing in all, whatever is happening, I'm in it. So do something in me. When that happens, huh, your words still matter. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. So Caleb had good words because he was a good man who treasured on good things, good things. Your words still matter. Don't lose the power of your confession in this season. And I'm not, I'm not preaching some, you know, your words can create whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when God's word gets in your mouth. Powerful things will not only happen in your life, powerful things will happen in you. Get the word of God. Your, your words still matter. Number, number three, God is still a promise keeper. Amen. Give me a better amen right there. I'm a, uh, God is still a promise keeper. Because look, look what Caleb said. He said, all of this is what the Lord told me. Verse 12, which the Lord spoke. This wasn't just Caleb like, oh, I want that mountain over there. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. No. You got to get a promise. If you could see it, you could do it. Not necessarily. But if God said it, you can have it. The Apostle Paul didn't say, I can do anything I want. No, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, I can do the thing that Christ has put strength on me to do. And I would go a little further to say, and you can't do nothing that God doesn't give you the strength to do. Oh, clap your hands if you want to because I'm, I'm helping somebody right now. Here's what he said. He said, God gave me this promise. This is why your relationship with the word of God is so important. This is why the Bible is so important. 
When I was a child, we said the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. It's the B-I-B-L-E. This is why. Because you never know when you're reading and boom, the Spirit of God goes, that's for you. And you go, oh my God, that's for me. That's your promise. That's your word. That's your mountain. That's your future. That's what I have for you. You don't, you don't just pull it out of the air. The Spirit of God deposits it into your spirit as you're in the word. Caleb did not say, I want that mountain. I'm going to get that mountain because I'm a king's kid and I deserve it. No, he said, God told me. This is a word. This is a promise from heaven. This is why you hearing from God is so important. This is why being in church is so important. This is why being under anointed preaching is so important. This is why having a good, godly pastor matters. Because they're going to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Because they're going to tell you the truth and not just tell you whatever pop culture is telling you. you got to be under the word of God. Because it's under the word. It's under, it's under God's voice that you get a promise from God. And now you're not living in a fog of, I hope this works. You're living in, even if it takes you 45 years, you're living in a, God told me. What a better place to live. So I'm not living in, I'm going to do this, and I hope God blesses it. I'm living in, God is blessing this, and I'm going to go be a part of it. I'm living in obedience, not in spiritual manipulation. Caleb had a word, and you can get a word. You can get a God said for your life. You can get a God said for your business. You can get a God said for your family. You can get a God said for your future where you're not just hoping things work out, but you're living under the promise of God. God is still a promise keeper. Say amen, everybody. Come on. So so I want to tell you this. It's okay to pray your desires. Absolutely. Jesus said you can pray, and those things that you say, you can believe, and the mountain can be moved. Nothing against praying your desires. Go for it. But there's something even more powerful than praying your desires. It's praying the promises of God. There's something even more powerful than just going to God and giving him a wish list. But it's going to the promise list that he gives you. And now when you go to God, you don't say this and this. You go to God and you say, God, I didn't write this book. You did This wasn't my idea. This is yours. You said me and my whole house can be saved. You said by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. You said you would provide for all of my needs according to your riches and glory. You said what God has put together let no man separate. Come on, somebody. You said you were going to bless me in the city and bless, oh, man, I need somebody to help me preach right now. Can I get about 10 people to stand on their feet? If you know that God is a promise keeper, if you know that his word can come to pass in your life, if you know that the prayers of the righteous are powerful and they can avail much, they're mighty through God. And when I say what God has said, there is power in my saying You could be seated. Caleb did not just want a region or just want a mountain or just want a piece of land. Caleb knew what was promised to him. I I, I leaned over to Pastor Brad during worship and I saw Pastor Rex running around like a teenager. He's so 
full of energy. His little guys are running with him trying to catch up. They can't. I said, how old is pastor? And he goes, 71. I said, you're lying. In church, you're lying. Let me have the, let me have the, the band come up. I got to finish. I said, you're lying. He said, 71. I thought, what, what makes a man in his late 60s at the time say, I'm going to take on a $4 million building project and build a, a God said. What, what gives a man and woman of God the faith in 2020 to move into something this beautiful and world-class and expensive? <laughs> a God said. What could possess a man when he could easily retire or could easily just be happy with the full building and just, what makes him go, we're going to create more space and reach more people? A God said. Do you appreciate that about him? Give me this mountain. I think there was something in Pastor Rex as he was preaching in that other building, which was beautiful. And I think he looked at it and he went, this ain't my mountain. It's been a good hill. It's been great ministry. I'm definitely grateful for it, but God's given me a mountain. God gave me a promise. I know what I see in my heart. My eyes tell me we already have a full building, but my heart says there's room to grow. My eyes say everything is good. Everything is safe. Let's just keep stacking the cash. But my heart says we got to reach. God's a promise keeper. God's a promise keeper. I guarantee you that every one of his friends his age would have said, brother, you know, God bless you. That's, that sounds good, but we could go golf instead. I don't know if you want to put all that stress on you, so... And they're younger than him, and they look 20 years older than him. Well, brother, praise God, brother. We... And I'm not, uh, forgive me, Lord. Well, I'm, I'm making a point. Or you could be 71 full of the promises of God saying, I know God has something for our life and for our ministry and for our city and for our family and for the next generation because this isn't just about me. It's for our children. It's for our grandchildren. It's for your kids. It's for your grandkids. It's for your great-great-kids. God said I could have it. I, Caleb looked at Joshua and said, I didn't come up with this. God said I could have it. I got a 45-year-old word on it. And today, I just want to remind you of the promises of God. Today, I'm, I'm pleading with you to go back to your God said. Today, I'm asking you to go back to that thing God told you and say, God, give me this mountain. God, you said it. I didn't think it up. You said it. And the Bible said, though the vision tarries, though it takes a little longer than you expected, don't give up.
it shall come to pass. The apostle Paul gives us now a little more into this in Philippians 1 when he says, he who began a good work, he will be faithful to complete it. In Jesus' name. And if I'm preaching anyone with a promise tonight, I just want you to know, it shall come to pass. Don't give up on it. Don't stop standing on it. Don't stop declaring it. For in due season, in due time, you will see it with your eyes. This is what David said. David said, I would have given up. I would have quit. I would have, unless I believed, Psalm 27, unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let me pray for you tonight. Stand up on your feet and I'm going to, I want to pray for anyone with a promise. And number two, I want to pray for people that you don't, you don't feel like you have a promise tonight. You, you, you feel like you're just going through the motions. I want to pray for you as well. So all together, let's lift our hands and let me pray for you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for my brothers, my sisters. I pray that you would strengthen them now by the Spirit of God. I pray that you would anoint their head with fresh oil. I pray for a release of fresh vision. I pray that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. We take our eyes off of all of this around us and we fix our eyes on Jesus right now, the author and the finisher of our faith. We are still strong. We are still able. You are still a promise keeper. And what you said shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Just sit in that for just stand right there in that in his presence right here for just a moment. Hallelujah. His word shall not return unto you void, but shall accomplish everything he set it out to do. Hallelujah. Strengthen your people. Father, I pray for those who have no vision right now, no promise right now, no, no faith right now. I pray for a word. I pray for a vision. I pray for a dream. I pray that you would give your people dreams and visions according to Acts chapter 2. I pray that you would illuminate the scripture to them once again, that they would get hungry and thirsty for the word of God and the spirit of God. And I pray that this church, this amazing church, Christian life, would not live by what we see, but would live by the very promise of God. Man does not live by bread alone, by the natural alone, by, by what we can see alone, but man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And we pray for the promises of God to come alive in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name.